Here we are. Welcome back, family of podcast listeners. <laughs> all, all one of you. That's right. Thanks. Yeah, hi, Mom. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you, Mrs. Knox. How, uh, yeah, happy Easter. Happy Easter. This is the Holy Easter edition of... <laughs> Port City Catholic. That's right. Yes, the Holy, Holy, Holy Easter edition. I hope you all have a great Easter or at least some very good food and you entered into some of the liturgies that were, um, to quote Hook, the movie with Robin Williams as Peter Pan, Bangarang. I hope you had a like really Bangarang awesome Easter experience. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll no doubt the um will be awesome this time because it's the Easter season. We're in the Easter tridu or in the Easter what's octave, it called? The octave. octave Thank Easter. you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, lady who's never been to seminary. Yeah, I wasn't allowed in. Showing apparently. up the priest. <laughs> apparently I'm not I'm not a man, so <laughs> couldn't couldn't get in. Um just kidding. No, no, we won't start that. <laughs> Anyways, um We have to at some point for but sure. I didn't wear my purple scarf. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, um uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Octave of Easter and uh, culminating on Sunday with Divine Mercy, which is a beautiful, yep. beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And Father Stephen, Peter Stephen, always has a huge Divine Mercy celebration. He, he does it up. He does it. And um, this year it's at St. Peter's again. The Divine Mercy kids sing. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, I love the Divine Mercy devotion a lot. It's uh, the whole novena thing. It's the one... Absolutely. One I can't miss. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so have you made it? Because it started on Good it Friday. It started on Good Friday, yes. Good Friday was quite the day, let me tell you. Um, yeah, no, I started it, and I have, thanks be to God, not missed it yet <laughs> so far. Usually, oh, you have? Okay. usually I'm like, oh, I missed day five. Uh, so day six, I'm doing both. Or sometimes I think I missed, anyway, I skip a day, and I end up a day early, then I'm trying to figure it out. But no, so far, so good. I am on track. Yeah, it's um Your whole life is on track. My it life sounds is like. just like And you're just, driving a truck. I'm driving a truck. I am driving my husband's truck. Man. And thank you, husband. That says a lot about your love for me. Yeah, and trust, which was our last episode. <laughs> yes, today's Which called. I think topped we were uh, what what like 40,000 views already? I'm pretty sure it was like maybe give or take 40,000. Yeah, it was it was up there. <laughs> I think we were at like we had one person click on the link from our website. Okay, so, that know, was me. Was it? No, you didn't. No, did okay. you? No, because no. you, you're the one who had. I it. clicked on it from the email. Oh shoot! Okay, never mind. No one downloaded it. <laughs> I did send it to a we couple friends. We did publish it though. Yeah, yes, did, we I should did. be celebrating that. Yes, we did well. publish it. Yes, and we okay. even have like a. It's on. It's it's going to be on Apple iTunes, whatever Apple iTunes, Apple something. I it's don't know. Gonna be, it's going to be on the uh, the Facebook. <laughs> It's on the web, on the interweb. And <laughs> the www. That's right. Hope y'all are listening to we us. We did have someone listen to our first... Our through first, Withy. Yeah. <laughs> we had someone listen to our first episode that was then relinquished and removed for the bad, naughty things you said. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not me. No, it wasn't him. It was me. Really. Um, and um, anyways, that but was... and, she, and she was even able to discern who you were, so to... Um, Oh, I'll just okay. Say the initials, right. Mrs. K M. That's right. K M. You got it. Okay. You guessed. You guessed it was Father Aaron Knox. Way to go, K M. Yep. Way to go. Awesome. Yes. 
So, so anyways, you're, yeah. yes, you're joining us here. This is, uh, we're here, we're decked out in our little, <laughs> basically, <laughs> studio. to podcast, you need a studio, which can be just a room, um, just filled with kind of different stuff. Um, Prefer- and, yes. yeah. Preferably the more stuff, the better to muffle the sound of echoes. Right. And carpets are good. 1980s era chairs are better. <laughs> we've got both we've got them all i tell you it's pretty humble beginnings here yeah. um but but you can say you knew us when listeners you knew us when yeah that's when right we were... you knew us back in the day when this just started in like a teeny tiny little stinky room it's not too stinky not stinky <laughs> dinky, dinky dinky oh dinky it's not Yes, there you go. I'm glad you just said, like, it's not too stinky. Like, <laughs> I mean, kind of smell your feet, but that yeah. could be me. No, could no. Be the sandals. I am in a silly mood today. I have to apologize. I'm just, like, it's the picture of Robin Williams over there. He's... You know what? I love that picture of Robin Williams. Um, I've got a little cutout of Robin Williams in a t-shirt over his head. and Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, he's just being a goof. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's so sad, though, now when I see that. Yeah, I've, I I blurred it out because I know that he's so much more than just kind of how it ended for him. Yeah. And I sort of celebrate who he was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I love the quote. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. Read it. So. Read the quote for our listeners. The quote is, you're only given, this is a Robin Williams original, I think, you're only given a little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. Amen. Yes. So, yeah. I love that quote, too. That is, that is, um... That is one to live by for me, for sure. Yeah. So, so here's to all the madness people. The mad people? Not the madness people. No. All of us with our little sparks of madness who are sparkling. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. And it's like you, it kind of reminds me of the, of the quote by Augustine that you had mentioned. Well, we attributed it to Augustine. Um, the man who is lost in his passions is not as lost as the man... No? Did I say that? Did you say that? I was it you? So. It wasn't me, but I like it. Okay, so it was a friend of mine. So, okay. Um, it wasn't me. It was a friend. Okay, so... A fr- yeah. <laughs> to clarify. Just to clarify that. So the, the yeah. quote is, the, yeah. the man who is lost in his passions is not as lost as the man who has lost his passion. Ooh. Okay? Yes. 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 So lost in your passions, you're pursuing wealth, um... In entertainment, excitement, um, um, you know, whatever, fulfillment that you think you can find. Um, Those are the passions. If you're lost in those things, you're not as lost as, those are not good things to be lost in, but you're not as lost as the person who has lost their passion. Yeah, because you're hungry for something. The flame has gone out. You're hungry, you're looking looking for that. You're looking, yeah. And hopefully as you look and you don't find in those places, eventually you will come back to Christ or he can speak to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you know, I don't really know. Augustine sometimes gets some play or or quotes attributed. (laughs) Same with St. Francis de Sales or, you know. What would it be like to be really famous and then be misquoted for oh, all the centuries? Well, somebody right? posted this thing on Facebook saying, like, this beautiful quote, and then said from St. Francis of Assisi. And I was like, that's got to be St. Francis, Francis of the Sales. Like, that's got to be St. Francis de Sales. Like, I know it is for sure. And she's like, thank you for that. But she never fixed her, her quote. I'm like, what? just fix it! Wow. Anyways. I'm like, no one's going to... I have a friend of mine who says <sighs> that he's not convinced that Francis said... Preach the gospel always. Oh, I've heard that's not Use true. Use words no. when necessary. Yeah, I've heard that's not actually... Only when necessary. No. It's a great quote. Yeah. But... It wasn't what he said. 
it's not the um, summation of the gospel either. Sometimes we have to use words. We have to stand mm-hmm. out. Well, he said it with when necessary, but yeah, apparently, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't actually him. So sorry about that, Francis. Yeah. You're getting misquoted. Although speaking times. of again, Saint Francis. This week I had one of those... And I challenge any St. Francis expert to prove us yeah. wrong here at Port City Catholic. Leave us that? a comment. Tell us who really said that. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. In the yeah, original it. Italian Dare or you. Latin. I know you f- experts are listening. Yes. <laughs> the one I, our one listener happens to be an expert on all My things. My mom is... Yeah. I haven't... Have Hagiographic. you told your parents? Have you showed them I, I just told my men... I mentioned it to my parents uh, yesterday that... On the Facebooks that I'm like, hey, I made a podcast. And they're like, oh, that's nice. Did you feed your children? I'm like, oh, mom, come on. So anyways. <sighs> like, Practicalities. Dude, I'm trying to do like Don't cramp my style, man. Yes, yes. They have Cheerios. They're good. I'm kidding. I love you kids. Um, I did feed them. I even cooked a turkey and it was delicious. So. <laughs> Actually, it was, it was good. I had some of the gravy and turkey and... He hasn't thrown up yet. Well, just praying that the that the cream doesn't uh, make me have to run out of this episode. There you but... go. But that'll just add to the excitement. We're just having a great old day today. <laughs> um, but insert flush noise. Yes, thank you. So, but okay. But speaking of Saint Francis, yes, you know his um, you know, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace, which I still believe. Is, I believe that was his Saint yes. Francis. We're going with that. You know, it's a simple prayer. It's pretty. Lots of beautiful tunes put to it. But every once in a while. I'll have one of these moments where I realize some of those, those little, um, what are they called? Like the intercessions in those prayers are so profound. They could just knock my socks off. Like mm-hmm. I get a, for instance, like, or... a, for instance, I was having a massive pity party last week of being misunderstood. <laughs> it's hard for us creative types. <sighs> yes. And then are you a creative type? A little sort of. Okay, good. Yeah. I hope so. Thought I was alone there for a minute. I'm trying to be. You're like, no. Are you questioning my creativity? I'm misunderstood again. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Anyways. um, (laughs) I triggered it. Yeah. Microaggression. No, no, no. I don't need a safe space. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Cut it. Cut it. Cut. Toast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, anyways. But I had one of those little... Then I realized, oh, you know, realizing, you know, one of those parts, one of the parts of the prayer is... You know, oh, Master Grant, that I may never seek so much to under to be understood as to understand. And I was like, whoa, don't I do that a lot? Don't I jump all over anyone who misunderstands me? And yet, when I misunderstand somebody, I don't make a big deal. I don't even think about it. I don't even consider it. And I was like, wow. Why don't you? Because I'm a selfish person. Amen. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> no, but I am. You know, I mean, I'm so in my head all the time. And... I kind of get that most people are not inside my head. I get that. <clears throat> right. But um, when, but I was just really hurt about being misunderstood last week. Like disproportionately hurt. Like it was blown way out of context. And I was, I don't know. I think it was. Jen of- was on a rampage. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> Sounds like a rampage. No, no I didn't. You were seeing red. I was, it was, it was a delayed reaction too, but anyways, yeah. um, yeah, but anyways, I was like Wednesday night bawling my eyes out in bed beside my husband, trying to tell him what was going wrong. And he was like, anyways, he was awesome. Very comforting. 
very listening. Awesome. Way mm-hmm. to go, honey. But anyways, but then the next morning I was like, wow. I overreacted. <laughs> like, huge. But anyways, it was good because... Of it this is, thing. yeah. It was really good because... It is good. It really brought out to me the, real, the realization that I do this because yeah. I wasn't aware of how much I do that. Like, how much I... How easily offended I get. I tend to think of myself as not someone who gets easily offended. But apparently I do. Until you were offended, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but apparently I really was. Yeah, and, no, I, um, I feel that. I, I, I agree with that general feeling. Like, <laughs> I will torture your house down. Just, like, I'm thinking I'm a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I get that. I, I'm not going to burn anybody's house down. No, I didn't say it. I literally bad. feel like yeah. that sometimes. Like if, and I, it's like somebody trips a wire. But yeah. But you had this realization the next day... So what happened overnight? Like, what happened was, in your... Did you just rest and get up and be like, whoa, I was... I was totally out of... Out of... Uh, kind of out of proportion there, and now I'm cool again. Um, so, it was, like, building up for a couple of days, and then I... Yeah, I just... I'm scared now. I, I don't know what, what you're going to say. No, no, I wasn't angry. I don't want to prod you into no, telling you like, bad. I wasn't... You know what it was about? Oh my gosh, you know I'm scared. Was? Yeah. It was you. Oh no. <laughs> when you told me about your first impression of me, I was so yeah. hurt. I was so hurt. I was like, yeah. I was so, like, so hurt. And not at the time. At the time, I thought it was funny, but then yeah. I was like, wow, I was hurt. And then, anyways, yeah. it was just triggering. I was just remembering. I, I'm sorry that you were hurt. No, I know, because I don't think you tried to hurt me when you said that. No, no. But I didn't. I didn't get that at all. But I was just saying, I was just like lamenting and like, oh, everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm a freak. Oh my goodness. And I've never had friends in my entire life. Like, I was just like remembering like all these childhood things. And I was right. just, I was driving. I went to see my friend on Wednesday night and I was driving home and I was playing with the radio, you know, changing, like tuning and. Like by hand, so I was I wasn't actually like hitting scan to the next number. It was just like turning, and so I was turning, but I was also driving, so I wasn't like, you know, I was just like turning a little, driving the turtle, and it stopped on a radio station frequency that was really popular in Toronto, and I just lost my mind. I'm like, oh, I miss my home, I miss my family, you know. I was just like, went, I don't know, it was weird, it was weird. <laughs> so I came home just like crying my eyes out. I'm like. Sounds weird. But, it was weird, but, but it was like it was sounds, God was like stirring something yeah, up. Yeah, like sounds it, meaningful. Yeah, it was yeah. so meaningful. And anyways, and I was just like, it just was very cathartic. I was like cr- talking about this and that. And my husband's like, that's not how people think of you. That's not really accurate. Da, 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 you know. Anyways, but, um, but maybe it is snap judgments that people make of yeah. of you. Yeah. And. But I was like, how what do you do with make that? A snap judgment? But that's the thing. So then I was like, not no people that make snap judgments. I, I no. really believe that. But well, but you know what? Hurts, but I'm like, maybe it hurts more when a priest does it too. Maybe no, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Um, it was yeah. But I think what I realized. What did I say? I think you. I said you were shallow in a way. You interpreted no. it that way from the get go. I I was saying <laughs> I thought you were. You said you were wildly energetic. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you in case you didn't hear yeah, the last, in case you didn't hear it last time, you know, because no, but that's okay. Right. But you weren't insulting me; you were complimenting me because you said, "Oh, you actually have a lot to say." And no, I was, I'm glad you heard that. And I was, too. and so, and so I was like, anyways, it was 
disproportionate. And I realized that, like how I was, I, I was laughing in the, I thought it was kind of crazy when we were talking, but I was laughing. So I heard it a lot. Like I've heard it so many times in my life. So anyways, just brought up all this kinds of stuff. I was just like going through like all the stuff with my husband talking about it. And, um, then yeah, I just fell asleep because it was like late and I was tired and I woke up all puffy faced, <laughs> but I was just so aware of the fact that oh my goodness, I'm such a princess. Like, I expect everyone to be able to, like, in, you know, assume the best of me and assume that I have great intentions and assume that I have a lot to say and assume, that, you know, but do I do that to others? I was just really, it really just gave me an examination of conscience. Like, right. you know, who, not necessarily like about first impressions, but like, just do I give people the benefit of the doubt? Do I, do I dismiss people too easily? Do I... Right. Question, do I not question their motivation when something goes wrong? Do I, you know? So it was really, it was good. It was really, it really stopped me and realized how much I um, don't afford people the treatment I would like them to treat me with, right? And so, yeah, so I guess it kind of spurred me into wanting to do better. And then, um, and uh, yeah, and like last night I was just, I don't know it was kind of so weird like I just my whole sleep it was like a conversation I was having with I don't know the Holy Spirit or Mary or someone just about do I like just telling me like telling me <laughs> that like how selfish I was but not in not like when you feel con not like when some when you have a feeling like a guilty feeling and you feel like garbage but it was like painful but also so sweet and gentle it was like you're more selfish than you realize but we're gonna help you <laughs> like that was beautiful that was how it was it was be it was beautiful it was so beautiful because normally i'd be like oh like a self voice like oh you selfish piece of crap i can't believe you yeah. did that don't you realize what a terrible wife you are what a terrible mother you are what a terrible daughter you are etc etc you know but it wasn't like that it was like hey you know you do this sometimes you do that sometimes you don't always consider your husband's feelings about this you don't always think about the kids da, 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 but it's okay like we are like we're going to show you the way i'm saying we it wasn't we but it was just like whoever was talking to me was going to show me the way so yeah it was pretty it was like it was weird it was beautiful it was beautiful so i'm feeling convicted but not beaten up i'm feeling convicted and encouraged this morning so whatever was happening it's this whole mary thing it's mary i'm saying it's mary Ever yep. since this kind of last couple of weeks with Mary, it's just been, honestly, I feel like the last couple of weeks since this whole thing about, you know, praying for, praying about trying to understand Mary better and trying, you know, I just feel like a different person. I really feel like, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, I can't even put into words. I feel like, I feel like a fool just trying to speak about anything at all because I feel like, what a, uh, uh, I'm like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything anymore. But I'm so happy. <laughs> so. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's a reminder, maybe for our listeners, a reminder for me, oh man, um, that in the midst of when we are misunderstood, judged, or stuff, crap comes up. <laughs> For us, it, it, it something makes us angry, confuses us, uh, burns us, 
good places for spiritual growth. Um, most of the time, maybe we miss it, but I think the Mary thing came out of a res- type of like, ugh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm resistant in some way to doing what I know is good for me. I know yeah. this rosary is good, but, and it was like something has now from then grown in some way. And, um, even being misunderstood and judged and a snap judgment, uh, there's like this other, there's, there's a consolation later. There's yeah. like, there's this gifting later. And, and that's not to say that's going to happen every time for everybody out there listening, but it can happen. God can do that. So we need to get off the, the pity pot sooner and say, okay, Lord, uh, where can you teach me? It's like this yeah. kid who wants the horse for Christmas. Uh, by the way, we're nine months out as of March 25th from Christmas. Um, there's two kids. They both want the, the horses. And on Christmas Day, they're brought out by the side of the barn. And there's this big pile of poop. Yay. And that's all they can afford. That's all you get kind of thing. And the one child storms off into the house, goes upstairs to sulk. Yeah. And the other child says, where there's horse poop, there's a horse. There's got to be a horse. Yeah. And he gets to go first okay. around the corner to, you know, Find to meet the horse. horse because, okay. ah, attitude is so important. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a silly kind of story. No, no, it's a silly yeah, sort of yeah. thing. But no, it's true. It, it's a reminder of that old home. It probably sounds kind of trite, a spiritual or, or morality of like, don't give up, keep pushing, mm-hmm. see some silver lining. Yeah. No, but it's true. I mean, it's not just psycho- psychological, right? I mean, there's truth in that. and um, It may be trite, but it may also be true. That's true. Yes. It's Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um, and the other thing is, in terms of a, a something that happens like a dream or consulate or an, in, an interlocution or a, a a little image in our mind that comes to us, you know, often we'll say, "Was that me? Was that God? To what degree? Like, was that even Satan's kind of getting in there and trying to kind of mess me up?" Yeah. One of the litmus tests of seeing it coming from the Lord is it brought me consolation. Like, it brought me to this sense of peace, not not like a faulty peace mm-hmm. where we're you know, going out and and committing something sinful mm-hmm. at peace. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. But that sense of just knowing that if the conviction was was you know, oh, you're selfish, and it made you feel like I don't want to be a Christian anymore. I am full of whatever yeah. crap. I'm helpless. I should forget stop. it. Yeah. But this was different. Yeah. It was the same. It was a voice that spoke with conviction mm-hmm. but didn't this, put you on trial yeah. and put you down yeah exactly and and i think when you decided to welcome that you're doing discernment yeah the discernment was hmm that's not normal for me the voice that usually speaks to me makes me feel low and yeah. bad this doesn't this this gives me something to shoot for but it kind of lifts up my spirit yeah you know so for that sense of discerning these things that's one of the that makes sense to me as a good guide, yeah. if you will. Yeah, that's what Ignatius yeah. would say, right? That's how he would... Oops, sorry. 
heavenly peace, silent night. Let me go. put my music on. Um, uh, yeah, no, for sure. That, and that's what Ignatius says um, about discernment of spirits, right? Yeah, you're and right. I was trying to pass that off as mine. And and just, um, he borrowed it from Father Knox. He had a tiny machine. He was actually Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. And the other thing is also, um, and sometimes, um, just to kind of like go off on what you were saying about sometimes when we can't really discern whether something is coming from ourselves or coming from God or coming from, you know, an evil spirit. Um, and even just even circumstances, like, did am I, did I get a flat tire because, you know, is that some kind of actual, like, you know, spirit attack on me? <laughs> or is it just that I happen to hit a bump on the road or is that part of God's will? I think when we don't know, because, you know, we don't know straight out of the bag necessarily right but um how we respond or something offends me something hurts me something upset me um it's always right to respond in love it's always right to respond with gentleness it's always right to respond you know justly and rightly mm -hmm. right in the face of adversity and so if it is you know nothing wrong is going to come out of that nothing wrong is going to come out of me responding okay so right? i always do better with like a concrete example okay can you plug that in for me um okay so from your own yeah. or somebody that you know or that yeah. you've read of, like that you heard of okay so how that would work because i'm i'm just having a okay so for example like i totally agree with you and i don't want to i don't, I don't want to misunderstand okay or take it at a shallow level if there's something like okay more Deeper. direct down in the roots okay so we well here's one example so we were having some technical difficulties with a uh a recording happening like one of our recordings no no this, oh, is, okay. this is last lent i was doing a little lent i was teaching a little lenten series at holy trinity after mass for a few weeks and um part of what it was was that um father melanson was going to record his homilies right and then uh send them to me the night like i'm from saturday night and i was going to listen to them and so i could prepare a bit for my talk the next day but the recordings weren't working it just wasn't working and i was like oh that's the devil that's the devil trying to stop it but um i said to him i'm like oh well you know why the recording's not working, because I was going to tell him, I was going to tell him, you know, that's the devil trying to stop it. And he goes, yes, because God is trying to make me humble. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's so much better. Right. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow, wow. It really just like kind of stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, that is such a more, more, fruitful and powerful lesson and I thought wow you know what in any situation that God is in control right so maybe maybe the devil is whatever trying to stop this but God's permitting this to happen because that growth and humility is worth so much more than just being frustrated that my little video or audio didn't record right the growth and realizing that if this is going to move people's hearts and stuff it's not because of our technical expertise but because God was at God was at work, right? Um, you know, when you're weak and something. So, how did it ultimately turn out? Did you just go without the? Well, I read the readings 
So you just did it without recording it kind of thing? He, I didn't get to hear his recordings, oh, okay. his homilies. Um, but I was able to, yeah, I just went. Why like, wouldn't you have been in the church to hear his? No, Saturday night, like he was going to send me the, the homily from Saturday night. Right. So I could work on it Saturday night so that, so Sunday we would have mass at 9 a.m. I'd hear his homily during mass, but then right at 10 o'clock I was teaching this thing. So I didn't really have time to process, process it. it. I wanted to sort of go on with whatever he, cool. he went with right. on his homily, which I couldn't, but I was able to obviously read the gospel readings. How long have you taught for? I just did that for Lent. So you didn't teach all year? You, you, you no, never taught? No, I did that for Lent. Catechism. No, Catechism this was, is important. This was adult, This is for adults. This <laughs> is an adult thing. So Even more important. Yeah, so during Lent last year, I did this series, um, just during Lent, the studies in Lent. And then, actually, so at Holy Trinity, um, we wanted to make this into a full-time thing. And so it has been going full-time, but then I was asked to take over catechism because the person who's taught catechism forever, faithful, faithful catechist for decades, retired. So I was not able to be part of the adult thing, <laughs> but... Um, I think a lot of catechists retire by dying. Well, she didn't. She's still alive and well. Thanks you get, for God. You so, get into that ministry. Yeah. It's hard to get yeah. out of by time. But so. anyways, but I thought I was, I honestly had a hard time when Father asked me to do it. I was like, oh, but I, I really just kind of, I was like, oh, I want to hmm. teach. I want to do the adult one. I really wanted to do it. But I, you know, I thought about it a lot and I prayed about it. And I discerned that, you know, if this can help ensure that the adult one can happen, I'll do it. So anyway, so there's an adult. So while I teach catechism, well, I'm not the only catechist, but I'm the head catechist, and so I teach part of a session to the whole group, and then we break up into our age groups. And while that's going on... That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, kind of. I was, I'm borrowing that from the fabulous Mrs. Burnham at DMCS, how she okay. does chapel, kind of modeling it on how she does chapel every day. Um, and uh, anyway, so, yes, yeah, so we do about half where we talk, where we'll act of, the kids will either act of the Bible story, like the gospel from that day, or... We'll do something about a saint or whatever. And then we go into our groups. So anyways, but while that's happening, there was a group of about six or seven people who meet in another room, adults, like mm. the parents of these kids and some other people. And so they've been doing book studies and uh, different series. That sounds so it's been good. It's been really good. good. Yeah. 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 So, so anyways, but uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. But um, anyways, but that was just an example where I was like, oh, this is a spiritual attack. And Father was like, oh, this is an opportunity to grow in humility. And I was like, wow. For sure. So much better. And so I stopped looking at everything as, everything that goes wrong is like, oh, this is the devil out to get me. Or this is this person trying. I'm, I'm sure that was never your everything. That wasn't my everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, it wasn't my everything. I'm not like, par I'm not like a paranoid or like really negative person. But, or for example, you know, I'm like, I, you know, the whole thing. Lord, this is a really good day. I haven't yelled at anyone today. I haven't gotten angry, but I'm about to get out of bed in a minute. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it's um, trying to recognize adversity as an opportunity to grow in virtue, right? Trying to recognize adversity, not as a setback from my path to holiness, but as the stepping stones on my path to holiness and my reaction in there. It's not like I can say, wait, I'll start being good after my kids clean up the room or I'll start being good after I clean up my dog's puke that's all over the floor, right? Um. Right. It's like, no, no, I'm going to start being holy in the midst of the frustration. That's how we grow, that's how we grow in holiness, right? How we choose to react during the difficult 
times, right? Like during suffering, during setbacks, during... Those are, I mean, we, we go in holiness other ways too, but I mean, that is, those are big, big boosters to you, right? If you can yeah, practice virtue in difficult times. So is it the bigger the adversity, the bigger the growth, or is it the longer you continually go through small adversity, the bigger the growth? I don't know. I don't Let's know. Get Let's that get at that growth. Let's get out the measurement. I want growth now. I don't know. I mean, for some <laughs> people, you know patient. what? I mean, for some people, maybe so it's for, a patience well, thing, okay. right? And so it's like trying to withstand this for a long time, a small, a small suffering. For Here, a here's long what time. I'm going to suggest for our listeners. Yeah. We can tell. Here's what we'll do. You say how they can grow as a. For those who are listening who are parents, Mm -hmm. and then I can say to all the celibates out there (laughs) how to grow in adversity, how it works. We're supposed to tell people this, you're saying? Actually, you can do whatever with that, because it's just a bad (laughs) idea. But I'm just thinking... Listen to us, we'll tell you how it's done. (laughs) No, no, I'm just thinking... I what you're saying, Father. Here's what I'm... Okay. No, I don't know either, to be honest with you. I was just thinking of, of... you know, of our listeners and encouraging. That's part of what we're here yeah. for is to encourage them so how about, to reach out. Yeah. I have, an, I have a take on this. So how about this week, if you're listening, um, take some time just kind of reflecting on what are your triggers to make you frustrated, angry, upset, whatever. And um, yeah, and just be mindful of those and then make a resolution that you are going to, uh, you know, respond by whether it's just biting your tongue or saying Jesus I trust in you under your breath or just um even noting just what's happening right because if, if we aren't aware of our triggers we aren't aware that we're that we're getting upset about these things you know I don't know maybe well it's part of just if you're doing like a daily examine um why don't you tell us about that what's daily it, what's examine, that? which I don't do daily but I really want to but I fall asleep to her too much but anyways so the examine again ignatius saint ignatius of Loyola. okay um you can get an app there's an app for that and it's a good one is um it? yeah i have it i don't use it though because i go to bed too early okay so examine so basically it's um a reflection on your day right you you it's not it's not like an examination of conscience no. when you're preparing for a confession although there's a part of that but um you sort of do a play-by-play through your day uh, yeah, what were the blessings like... of your day? You know, where did you feel God's presence yeah. in your day? When did you feel like you were drawing close to the Lord? Consolation. You know, consolations. And just things you're grateful for. Because sometimes we didn't feel something. But looking back, we can say, hey, that was, you know, my friend called. And I haven't talked to her in ages. And wow, that was so great. You know, just things like that, too. Um, so just kind of reviewing your day. It's a review of your day. And yeah, so when did you feel yourself drawing? What were those graces? Or what were just, you know, the good things in your day? And then... What were the consolations when you felt like you were yep. kind of in sync with the Lord, when you're feeling positive, when you're feeling peace, when you're feeling drawn to prayer, feeling drawn to, you know, drawn to think of God. Inspired, even, yeah. yeah, right? Because um, sometimes you don't always feel, again, peace, like you said, isn't always just a happy feeling, but it's just, it's a, it's a, sh- it can be deeper than just a, a happy feeling, right? It's a certainty right. and um, you know, if you're being drawn into deeper prayer, if you're being drawn into virtue, if you're being drawn into longing for God, those are also 
Yeah, those are places. If that's actually too, happening, right? is a good place to kind of stop and pay attention yeah. to that. Yeah. What if it's not? What are you on to after okay. that? Okay. So anyway, so you go through that stuff, um, and then also, yeah, what were your, what were the things you sinned in today? What were the things you fell short on? Um, what De- were the, desolations? The desolations. Yeah. yeah. What 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 um, turned you away from God and. Um, uh, yeah, and then you sort of go through that and you, you know, you ask for forgiveness for the things that were amiss. Stanky. And, yeah. And you make a resolution. So the big thing about That's the exam is the resolution. I never got to that. Yeah. Never. No, the resolution. I never hard. felt really good about that. I'm going to do it differently tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I'm a pretty creative guy. I don't want to. I don't want to like. Damn yourself in. Damn know. myself yeah. in. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so it's like. Uh, gratefulness for the day. Ground yourself in God's presence. Yes. Consider your day. Like, just do a quick run through, like the film in your head, if that works for you. Yeah. Um, where was I? Jeez, what, how did the day? Okay, right. I it's so amazing that, like, how that, yeah. you go through that. And you're like, oh, I totally forgot. Like, yeah, I totally and, forgot and it helps if you've actually taken a a moment of silence to calm yourself yeah. before you do this. Yeah. Call on the Spirit, yeah. like Holy Spirit. You know, help me with this. Mm-hmm. Show me this. Then, you know, were there particular constellations that I ought to pay attention to, mm-hmm. thank the Lord for yeah. becoming aware of how he tends to speak to me or mm-hmm. to console my heart mm-hmm. through people, events, situations, desolations. Where where was I out of sync today uh, with the Lord? And what are my resolution? What's mm-hmm. my resolution to kind of deal with that thing? Mm-hmm. So, so maybe for yeah. me sometimes I'm like the resolution I need to make is to just sit here and wait until they come up with a resolution. <laughs> I just want to rush it. I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to be done, right? Yeah. Um, so when you do have a resolution, you're like, whoa, yes, yes, this is good, right? It is hard. I, I don't find. know because I haven't. It is hard, it, like, it is hard I think. Um, yeah, like, that's one thing with the whole thing, like last night of just having this, it was like an exam, and, like, an exam and all night basically. And I woke up this morning and I felt like I have a resolution today. Like, wow. That's, what's, what's the resolution? My resolution was just... Um, I wanna be holy. <laughs> well, holy. I need more. No, that should be your general resolution. <laughs> I think a in bit, that voice, a bit more specific. Yes, and with the dance, with it. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had a video. If only, yes. <sighs> Father, okay. Um, some things are just. This is just a, a gift, just it's for me. Much. Just yeah. for me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what were we saying? Yeah, resolutions. So my resolution just this morning, just being. Just, you know, in terms of like, I was like saying, I was really thinking about selfishness. And so I just thought of some particular areas, which I won't get into um, too much, but um, just particular areas in my life, in my home, in my way we do things of how I was going to do differently, you know, how I was going to um, make more of an effort in those things that are not self-indulgent, but more other focused What's love got to do, got to do with it? Don't, uh, Tina Turner. Yes, anyway, I, yes, um, yes. I had my friend who must have listened to this episode yeah. say, was I the friend who quoted Thomas Aquinas to you, Father Aaron, uh, that when I, as I said, what is love anyway? Yeah. What, yeah. what is it? Like, what's, how do you know that you're loving somebody else? We had that little section yeah. where we yeah. talked about how a loving person in your life changes your life. Mm-hmm. And and that that witness to love can draw you closer to can draw you closer to Christ. Yeah. I mean, 
makes you want to um, be believe in like that was my experience was yeah. to believe so and then, and then I was talking to this person and I quoted them on the show yeah and I said uh, you know yeah Thomas Aquinas's thing of you know willing the good of the other as other willing the good of the other as other and I I trashed it right like because I was, I was yeah. like yeah yeah boring <laughs> yeah, yeah give me a break uh-huh. and we both kind of had a shot at yeah. that and then I said you know that's true but we're like but it sounds so dull it, it sounds so yeah scientific and yeah, and and I knew that I wasn't getting what Thomas was saying, and I still haven't. But all that to say that my friend figured out who he was and said to me, "Was I the one you were quoting?" And I was like, "Yeah." Okay. I was like, "See, I listened to the." Show. Uh, was this your friend? Who was your friend from seminary? Not Father Phil. Okay. Melvin from Newfoundland. No, it was another another friend of mine. Okay. From uh, from the city here. Okay. Anyway. So we have two listeners. Yay! We have at least two. <laughs> Yeah. You mentioned something in one of the ones uh podcasts that have not been released. To but the they're public. coming. They're coming. Yeah. You said something about God in a cave once. Does that yeah. does that strike any memory for that you? That was a dream I had, yeah. We want to talk about my crazy dreams though? No. Well, I wanted no. to know about this God in the cave thing cuz I wrote it down and I threw hmm. the piece of paper out today, so <laughs> it'll be forever gone from my brain. <laughs> but I I wanted to come back to it. Okay. Because I wanted to. Okay. So you want me to tell you the story? About yeah, my sure. Dream? I mean, if we have time. Yeah, well, sure. Again, this is just a dream. It's not revelation. It's not anything other than If you want to dream. save it, let's, no, I can, we could save it for another you. thing, but. How long are we on time here? Well, uh, 40 minutes. We've got a few minutes. We can do okay. this. Okay. Right. So this was just, I, I, again, I'm a person who tends to have a lot of dreams. I don't take them as you know, God speaking to me, even though I just talked about how I felt like God was speaking to me last night, but that was a bit different. <laughs> Anyways, but no, but, um, it was, I know father's like going to choke on his coffee. No, but, um, I do find that, I mean, we, our dreams, I don't know much about them, but you know, you kind of interpret your day through your dreams sometimes, right? Your dreams kind of bring up something that's bothering you or whatever. Anyways. So my God in the cave dream, I, let me just think quickly, seeing something while I'm thinking about what I have to say. I think it's Meatloaf uh, from the Bad Out of Hell record. <laughs> it was 1990-something, I think, when that came out. Uh, and I'd never heard of Meatloaf before. But he, he seemed to be very convicted and, and very um, very um, not really photogenic. He was pretty rough and pretty <laughs> puffed up like a blowfish. But he was singing, I would do anything for love. Oh, yeah. Do you know that song? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. I was like thinking about... His other great hits. I've yes. never, yeah, all, yeah, yeah that, there that, are no other big hits, are there? Yeah. Like what? From the 70s and stuff, yeah. You know. Um, anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Well, that, so I back to the story. I literally have never seen anything else to do with meatloaf. Oh, I'll send you some links after. Leave Reminds your me of my meat, mom's meatloaf. Leave, so good. Save, send your favorite meatloaf song in the comments. Um, No. Um, Yeah, guys, leave comments. Like us. Let us know that you're listening. <laughs> we're, feeling, we're feeling lonely here. Please help me. <laughs> save. I'm just kidding. <sighs> okay, one day this will be gold. Okay, um, uh, yeah. so I had this dream, or yeah, it was a dream. It was all like, my priest friends just hung up. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're like, "Well, she's talking about dream interpretation." No, no, just work with me here. Father requested this, so um, anyways, I had this dream that I was at uh, the the top of like an open 
cavern, like an open pit that was had, it was an open, it was an underground system of caverns and caves and stuff, but the opening was like a hole in the ground. It wasn't like the side of the like a cave, well, you'd walk into the side, it was just like a pit in the ground and from there the caves branched off. So kind of like the Grand Canyon, but a lot smaller, imagine, like you're, you come to the edge and you look down and you see this hole in the ground. So I had, in my dream, I had gone in, you know, I don't know if I can tell the story. Okay. Yeah. We're going to stop. But I, I hadn't, um, I can tell you after I just, I think I, yeah. Did it look like this? Did you draw a picture of it? So, <laughs> no. There's like a lot of. There's a cave. Well, there was no falling. There's, there was there's no, no falling, falling to death. To, no. In a pool no, of blood. it was. Like there oh wasn't falling. Goodness. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not the pits of hell. My dream was not the pits of hell. No, no. See, this was an image that came to me. Wow. Today. That's um. Yeah. That's not what happened in my dream. It was more like. All right. Okay, we'll talk about this something. Well, we'll we're going to do another okay. one on that. This is this is another one actually. I've never shown these pictures wow. to uh, to Jennifer before. They're just little sketches that I do. Okay. Um. Say. What is that? Can I read what you wrote? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, weary, tired, and worn, let out your sigh and drop that heavy load you bear, because mine is light. So it's a guy carrying a huge backpack. Yep. He's looking pretty despondent. Yes. He's going down a trail. Yep. Eyes lowered, bit of a pout, looking just really tired, holding on to a, like a huge, like, I'm going to backpack across Europe twice backpack. Um, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, what are it's those? Like a sh it's like... It, it symbolizes like burden. Yeah, it's a burden. Yeah, burden yeah. Burden. It's not just a backpack. It's like yeah, he's carrying more. Anyways, um, like Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. Did you ever read the Earth with pictures? I never, pictures, I never actually story? read it. No, I never actually read it. So, mm. um, uh, yeah, he looks just very. He's kind of wearing down. fatigues. Yeah, he is. That's true. He is. He's with wearing army fatigues. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At the first, I thought he was a parachuter. Like it was a parachute type of thing. Okay. Um. And he's walking in maybe a forest. There's some trees on either side and some rocks, and he's on a path. Um, but looking, Are we sure it's a he? It is a he. It is, I'm guessing. But okay. um, but looking so desolate or dis discouraged. Yeah. Um, Beaten up. Hopeless. Just like, I'm doing this. I've got to do it. I have no choice, but I, I have no purpose. He feels like purposeless. Right. So... This was a picture in my head. I'm not a great. I'm not a, I'm not a great okay. drawer. And what prompted you to draw that picture? Um. I think I was just. I think I just was. I was praying, and uh, this picture came to my mind. Hmm. And I was thinking that um, it, it. I sort of had the feeling like this is people, in my life. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's people in my life as well that I know, who are heavily heavily burdened i mean they're just they're just walking the the road and they're not even sure where they're going yeah. you know yeah all they know is uh, there's nothing there's no way i could put this burden down yeah. i just am carrying it yeah right like yeah and it, it kind of made me think of like that's that's all of us that's part of the reason why this podcast is 
that's the hope at least, right? Yeah. Is that we're reaching, first of all, we're the ones carrying the burden. It's us, right? And then we're also reaching out to the people out there. That's yeah. our desire. Who might feel like, yeah. yeah. Who might feel that way too. Who yeah. might feel some degree of that. Well, sometimes, you know, you can get, you know, especially with our lives, we get so busy and isolated. I mean, a lot, oftentimes our busyness lends to, leads to isolation. And um, when the things, you know, the, the, uh, the things we have to do in our lives can um, choke us of time, mm-hmm. choke us of time to stop and pray and connect with, you know, other people who are on the same spiritual, no, I agree you know, with that, for uh, sure. thing. And so, um, that seems to be you know, it sometimes that it seems like that's where we go. We just get up the next day and we're like, okay, I'll do it again. Gotta do it again. Gotta do, yeah. <laughs> you know? And part of it is, you know, that's why it's so important to take time for prayer. I mean, uh, speaking of, you know, bad St. Francis quotes, but I'm pretty sure it was St. Francis <laughs> de Sales who said, you know, everyone should pray for half an hour a day. If you're really busy, pray an hour. Because you need it. Um, the more you have on your plate, the more time you need to devote to prayer to, you know, to properly order your day and have the peace you need to get through it. Um, and, uh, you know, th- that this reminds me of this, a quote, again, from a book I've never read, but, um, <laughs> but um, Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau, mm-hmm. wrote that the, the great majority of men's lives are actually just quiet desperation. Or something along those lines. Um, it's desperation, désespoir, was like lack of hope. Mm-hmm. And really our current sort of post-Christian culture is despairing. I mean, I... Another nice, lovely thought with JFAB. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't... St. Therese said, St. Therese of these years, she said it first, and i just nodding my head in agreement. She said, if I didn't believe in God, I would have committed suicide. Like, if, if there's no God, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? This life sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, you see why hedonism makes sense, just sort of reckless pursuit of passion and excitement and feel good. Or you else, you know, once. suffering starts. Why not just kill yourself? Yeah. If not God. I mean, I can't, I can't, um, I can't think of an argument apart from God why to suffer? Why to endure suffering, right? If it weren't for the cross, if it weren't for Jesus, knowing that he was there with you and knowing that, you know, knowing that there's something beyond this and that our suffering can be used for good. Um, so a lot of people, though, don't have that. A lot of people just don't believe it. And it's it's so sad. It's so sad. It is, it is desperation. It is a burden. It's It feels like you know, that was, you know, the sort of the logical conclusion to godlessness is nihilism, right? Mm-hmm. Meaninglessness. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel very, very strongly about that. And just in terms of, I can't think of anything else, any other logical conclusion to that. And uh, so it's sometimes I don't even know. It, it overwhelms me to think that other people, their lives are, are, sort of full of despair and I know most people though don't feel that way most people who are not Christian don't think well I may as well just kill myself (laughs) thanks thankfully but that just to me 
is a glimmer of hope that perhaps, you know, the natural law is still is still speaking to them and they know there's there is order, they know there is morality, they know there is beauty, they know there is truth, even if they don't want to admit that there is mm-hmm. something transcendent, you know. But they, they must know it. They must know it at some unconscious level, otherwise they'd have nothing to live for. Da 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 happy that <laughs> sorry. It's um <laughs> Yeah. So maybe we should give the suicide prevention number now because I'm feeling kind of no, but um it's I don't know. I just I I, I that's where my thoughts go when I think about what would life be without God? That's you know. When I when I was flirting with atheism and trying to convince myself that um, you know, that God was just a silly, you know, teddy bear or blankie. Um, I couldn't handle that. I was just could not handle those thoughts of, well, what's the meaning of life then? I couldn't handle that without God, there is no meaning of life. So if somebody were to say to you, there is no meaning to life, you can never convince me otherwise. But they were, they're inherently kind of asking you to give them your reason for hope. Do you feel, do you feel like confident to do that, to, to give that reason for hope as to what, you know, you know, what it is for you as a, as a Christian now versus yeah, I having no hope, if you will, of, um, <laughs> I think I'd give that lovely pep talk I just gave you right now. I don't know. Honestly, I know people like that and I just, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And um, I mean, I'm beginning to think the the answer is to love them. Just to love them and show them, to love them, to like let God love them through me and so strongly that they're just blown away. Why would that be the answer? Like, <laughs> I don't why? know, because it's, I don't think it's logic. Why for you? I don't think it's logic. But you were the one saying it. So what is it for you that makes it like that the answer? Because I don't think that all my clever arguments have worked yet. But I do know that, Okay. again, the love of good friends changed me. Arguments convinced me. But the love of people who didn't have to love me really is what perplexed me and made me look for truth. Boy, I'd love to rip into that and discover where and how and what. But for (laughs) today, Port City Catholics, listen... um, we're drawing close to the end of our time. We love you here. We're praying for you. This discussion, this this kind of ministry, it's um, something that we do because we believe there's a need. We believe that we have something to offer toward that. And uh, we are just kind of, we're hitting the ground running as as best we can. Um, But we're mindful that really it's about you. It's about your relationship with God. It's about, especially during this Easter season, uh, drawing close to the one who draws close to us. 
and that the Lord is continually drawing and, and pulling us. He's giving people a voice to speak the truth. For some, that's going to be in a very um, example-ridden way. This is what I do. This is how I live. Um, that's a voice that speaks. I remember a, a priest saying how the impact it had on him when he was a young boy, a farmer. He's from the Diocese of St. John. And his father used to get down on his knees by his bed every day of life. Like he'd see his dad doing that, just praying. That's simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as older boys, they're out, they're doing some farm stuff. They had to be away from the farm for a few nights. They're both, both he and his brother are, you know, well older, you know, uh, you know, 19 years old, 20 years old. Um, and they're in the hotel room and they see their dad before bed, like just crawl out of bed, get down on his knees and say mm-hmm. his prayers. And there's this sort of this quiet space. And then the father uh, said, what's the matter, boys? Are you too old to say your prayers? Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't, he didn't preach at them all the yeah. time. He didn't. So that, that was a witness. That was a voice. Mm-hmm. Something they never forgot. You know, yeah. like even now this, this priest's father has passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he remembers many things about his father. Yeah, but, but, but he just, remember, yeah. I remember him telling me that. And just thinking, that's a farmer's witness. Like, that's, yeah. it's a matter, boys, you're too old to say your prayers. Yeah. Like, that done. Come on, uh, let's do it. And, yeah. and I think, like, that's, like, who of us here is beyond that kind of a witness? Yeah. Like, do, you know, um, Dorothy Day um, had a similar story when she was a young girl. She went to her friend. So Dorothy Day grew up Methodist, like a mainstream Protestant church. So kind of. You know, they went to church once in a while, not very much, but, you know, very, she, you know, she brushes with, with Christianity, but not really a strong, vibrant, on fire right. faith. But she wrote in her autobiography about one time, like what really stuck with her, one of the things, so she ended up converting to Catholicism and, you know, you probably know the whole story of Dorothy Day, right? Do you? Anyways, uh, not really. Anyways, she's a person, she's, yeah, a, she's, she's actually she a servant of God. Yeah, she started the Catholic worker movement during the Depression. Um, Fantastic writer, amazing woman, one major, of the heroes. Major woman. One, yeah. yeah, she's a servant of God and um, maybe canonized or beatified first, I guess. But anyways, um, she, totally love her. To- I, anyways, yeah, she's one of my sisters in heaven. So anyways, but when she was a kid, um, she went, they were, she was playing with one of her little girlfriends and um, this friend of hers was a Catholic and she says, for some reason... I mean, it was back in the day. Like, people, anyway, she was she was in her friend's house, and she stumbled upon her friend's mother praying at her bedside. And um, I guess she was looking for her friend. And the mother, just saying, you know, on her knees, just turned to Dorothy and said, "Oh, are you looking for so and so? She's gone. Whatever. Blah blah blah." And just resumed her prayer. And that just hit Dorothy. And she says, as an adult, like she didn't realize like the seed that that planted. Just seeing this woman just very naturally praying by her bedside and continuing to pray and um this um yeah anyways so just talking about you know seeing someone praying at the side reminded me of that that i remember being in rome as a guy i was was i in seminary no i was in my third year of university the diocese of saint john during the the uh, jubilee year in 2000 Mm -hmm. 
there was a jubilee every day of the year for somebody. So today would have been jubilee for the carpenters, okay. jubilee for catechists, jubilee. Yeah. So October was the jubilee of the families. And the diocese, I think, with the assistance of a couple of priests who were in the chancery um, and also the bishop, wanted to send two families to go to Rome to represent the diocese oh. for this thing. So I was in university. I... After my first year of university, I didn't date. Second year? Anyway, I was already, I was done sort of the dating phase. I was starting to set my eyes toward, you know, priesthood and, and whatnot. And I realized that once again, there was always a, like a good vibe around people hearing that I was studying for priesthood from atheists, from college students who couldn't give a darn, you know, and they'd be like, that's so cool. Like, do you do you, man? Like, yeah. follow your love. Like, that's great. Like, yeah. make an impact. <laughs> I got so much support, and it was great. And then I went to Rome, and I'm looking around, and all these guys, healthy, young, strong, handsome, you know, some of these guys, I mean, I'm a, I was an athlete, and I was a rugby player and a basketball player at some pretty good levels. I'm looking at these guys, and I know the frame. Like some yeah. of them are big hockey player types, yeah. strong jaw, you yeah. know, looking, you know, strong and 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 young, and and not what I was used to in terms of a priest. I was thinking of an older man usually. Yeah. Um, but what really struck me was I was like, I, I, these guys have actually done it. They're not yeah. just talking about it like I am. Yeah. And I didn't. I thought they were all priests. Some were seminarians. Oh, they were most of them. Okay. I'm sure were seminarians. Okay. I didn't realize they wore the they wear the collar over there okay. while they're studying. Okay. But, like, so I just remembered thinking, okay. Here I'm a big fish in a small pond. I'm the only young Catholic guy, or one of the few rather, yeah. uh, who are actually discerning. Like other children. guys are yeah. thinking about it, but they're not talking about yeah. it publicly. Yeah. They're not yeah. saying, please pray for me. I'm thinking about it. They're yeah. not standing up at conferences and saying, yes, I'm open to the priesthood, which yeah. I was doing. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I came back and I was like, wow, these guys really challenged me. They didn't say a word. I didn't yeah. say a word to any of them, but I just went, okay, the Lord is busy calling other men and they're saying yes. Yeah. And they've become priests. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm kind of riding the high and riding the wave of, of kind of being like, wow, you're thinking about yeah. being a priest? That's so different. Tell me about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. And I'll just sit here for 20 years talking about Talking TV. about it. Yeah. Right. You know? And there's nothing wrong with, look, if you're if you're excited about something and you want to talk about it, that's great. Mm-hmm. But th- that witness, without any words, mm-hmm. was like, uh, and it also gave me that experience of, the church is a big place. Yeah. God is calling. There may not be men like in your church who are talking about becoming priests, young guys mm-hmm. who are in high school, but mm-hmm. it is happening yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And you go to a place like Rome yeah. and you see, we're not just this yeah. little dinky place yeah. in the world. We're connected yeah. to the entire framework and God yeah. is doing is doing work. And on that, yeah. when I was ordained in 2008, I got to go to the Eucharistic Congress. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, everybody else. With a group of pilgrims from St. John. And we went to Quebec City. Mm-hmm. There were hundreds of people there and well over 100 priests. Wow. And I'm walking in line and I'm like, all of a sudden the focus 
wasn't all on me. Oh, look, the young, per- look at this yeah. guy. Because that can be pretty overwhelming. And yeah. I'm looking around and I'm going, man, if I have a bad day, there's literally hundreds of my brother priests here. We're all lifting this thing together. Mm-hmm. So those moments of, of being connected to the bigger church, uh, and it can be as simple as I had an experience this past weekend of just watching some of the liturgies on the television in Rome. Because we've got EWTN and Salt and Light. Mm-hmm. They're both available through cable. Yeah. And they cover these international huge events. And mm-hmm. you just notice... Black priests, white priests, Asian priests. I mean, the Catholic Church is not limited to this little group over here. Yeah. It's everybody yeah. together. Yeah. And I'm mindful of that. I think it was an Anglican family. One of the one of the men converted and uh, the family said, we're not so much, uh, you know, annoyed that you're a Mick now, that you're a Catholic, <laughs> but we're, we're yeah. just, we're just annoyed that you're going to be worshiping with the help. Ooh. Right? You're going to be worshiping with those the Irish yeah. and the Spanish and the the, the indentured yeah. servants yeah. where there's such a mix there. Mm-hmm. You're getting into this with the Catholic Church and um, yeah, we just don't, we don't see it. So the whole point is around example. Yes, you know, preaching and, and having a voice. Mm-hmm. But we should remember as Catholics, our voice is blending with the church. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of people. I won't say a billion because there are probably a billion on paper, but but maybe just a fraction of that go. You're still talking about multiple millions upon millions of people. Mm -hmm. Plus the saints. I mean, our voices are in there with them. I mean, who do you want to be with? I know. Right? So anyway, just that, that that whole reality of example. So that when we're feeling like... What is the point of my life? Yeah. What is the purpose? Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. when I was young, I mean, I um, I was Catholic, but I felt so isolated. You know, I mean, there was one other young friend of mine who was, uh, even though I went to a Catholic high school and Catholic elementary school, I had one friend from school that I ever saw at church. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, he, he and I would like talk all the time. We were really great friends. And... Um, but I didn't feel connected to the adults in the church. I didn't feel connected to anyone else. I felt like so isolated. And, you know, coming here to St. John, meeting these, a lot of the people who are my age now are a bit younger, mostly younger. But, you know, like your generation, Father, you're the people you grew up with. Um, you guys seem to have had an incredible kind of experience of like youth fellowship and fellowship with older people just as you were growing up. Like you didn't grow up isolated. There was a strong Catholic community that um you guys all grew up in and I think what a difference that might have made in my life I mean I don't I don't you know regret it or more it is what it is this is the life this is the life God gave me right and but um I'm just thinking wow what a beautiful gift that St. John has for yeah for creating that I mean it's something to do with the size of the city you know just you're in that kind of sweet spot you know I don't know what it is but it is it's here yeah. more, more so than like where I'm from. St. Stephen yeah. is a small town. There was, yeah, it's Fredericton. It's the St. John. Uh, yeah, it's there's something. It's something. Yeah. yeah I don't know what it is. It's, but, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful. That's cool. Praying, strong, vibrant, pulsating Catholic Absolutely. church here. It's alive. Absolutely. It's amazing. So yeah. All right. Gonna so we're going to wrap. Let's wrap um, it up. Let's wrap. Okay.
Sounds good. All right. Why don't you wrap? No, okay. Thank you. Am I going to pray? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just say adios. Thank you for listening. And um, if I knew the words to the Regina Chaley, we could say that since it is Easter. I can find that. You got that, Father? Yeah. Um, it's on my phone. I don't want to accidentally disconnect the phone by finding it. Um, I was teaching my kids this morning, but I was staring at the page as I did. So... Here it is. Uh, let's do that because that would be beautiful. So I know the answer is Alleluia. Got it? Oh. No? Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 Keep do, talking. Do. Don't look. So, I'll look. I'm not, yeah, we're not looking. We're not looking. Okay. Oh, Queen of Heaven, rejoice. So brutal. Take your pen out of your mouth so we can do this properly. <laughs> yes, Mom. Mrs. Knox, please come help me. Um, Queen of heaven, rejoice. Alleluia. For he whom you did merit to bear. Alleluia. Has risen as he said. Alleluia. Pray for us, God. Pray for us to God. Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary. Alleluia. For the Lord has truly risen. Alleluia. Let us pray. O God, who gave joy to the world through the resurrection of thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, grant, we beseech thee, that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary, his mother, we may obtain the joys of everlasting life. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.